Lord, today, I pray that across this nation as well as across the globe that your people would not hear the voice of the men and women standing on the platform, but they would hear the voice of your spirit. Lord, today, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us understanding. Give us boldness, Lord, to walk in the manner that you're calling us to walk. Lord, we'll never cease to give you praise and glory for it. The church says, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Welcome this morning to the house of the Lord. We are so thankful that you are here with us this morning. This is the day the Lord has made and we are rejoicing because he is still who he says he is. Amen. And uh, I'm glad that the snow is not any worse than it is, but welcome to Indiana, right? This time of year. Uh, stick around 24 hours, it'll be 50 degrees. So this is, this is just part of it. But uh, today we are so grateful that we do have the privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning with all of you. Let us welcome our online audience this morning as well. May the Lord richly bless you where you are this morning. Uh, I want to say thank you to those that have been praying for Debbie and her family this week. Debbie will be returning tonight uh, from Florida. We do ask you to continue to pray for Kelly and her family as they are going through this very difficult time. But... Uh, the Lord is faithful, amen, and we're so, so appreciative of your prayers, and we pray for safe travel for, for Deb uh, on her way home uh, later tonight. So, but uh, we're just going to do what we normally do with the help of the Lord. We're going to try to preach for a few moments this morning, but uh, before we do that, uh, those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. Those of you in the sanctuary uh, this morning, uh, if you have your Bibles, the book of Nahum uh, was where we're going to be, the book of Nahum, chapter number one. Uh, it's what many would call one of the minor prophets uh, in our Old Testament scripture this morning. Uh, if you went to Matthew, you went too far. If you stop before you get to Proverbs, then you didn't go far enough. How's that? So you're, you're in between there, all right? And uh, so... and. Uh, but for a few moments today, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to share the word of the Lord with you that God has given me. Uh, sometimes when you find yourself standing before people, I know some of you have never experienced this probably because you all have just got nerves of steel, but sometimes you get nervous. And sometimes you get nervous because of what you're going to speak of or because of who's in the crowd or there's all kinds of situations. But uh, I, I will say that I wasn't necessarily nervous today, but I, just that little knot in your stomach that's saying, Lord, is this, is this really the direction and this is really what I need to share? And even late last night, I was... I was just weighing what I'm going to try to deliver today, and uh, and I was like, man, I I'd like to uh, run this through some some folks and those types of things, and in those moments, it's uh, I kind of was yesterday was like, man, I'd been nice just to be able to sit and talk with my dad uh, the last couple of days, you know, over what God had been stirring in my spirit, but. Uh, Right before I came out of my office uh, today, my, my phone went off, and it was a pastor friend in Louisiana, and out of the blue, he just simply sent me a text this morning. He said, preach that word this morning, Ron. So I said, thank you, Jesus. So I, that little knot's gone, so that don't mean you're going to like it any better, but it means I'm going to feel a little better delivering it. So, uh, but, uh, so today, I, I'm going to do my best. Uh, to uh, share with you, and and this is not a message of doom and gloom, uh, so I don't want you to interpret it that way. Uh, but there there is some warning with this today, and I stand here very heavy today 
with, with what I'm going to share with you. Uh, I'd like to talk to you, uh, tell you that everything is altogether lovely, uh, but I think we're mature enough to know that that's not the case today. And uh, so we're just going to dive in. And from this passage of Scripture that we're going to read and begin and build from today, it is a time in history, if, if you've read your Bible, any at all, you've probably heard of the story of a guy rebelling against the Lord and finding himself in the belly of a great fish. Anybody remember that story? Jonah was his name. He was given an assignment, and his assignment was to go to that great city called Nineveh and preach against it. He didn't want to do that because of the simple fact that they had brought great hardship. There's wicked people. There's evil people. Uh, the Assyrians was very powerful, and they was in the middle of building their kingdom, and they was having great success, and they was really the superpower uh, of the world. And we find that after his repentance and after he comes and he ministers and he begins to walk through the city of Nineveh, something happened. Those in leadership, they sat down in class, uh, sackcloth and ashes and they began to declare a fast and prayed and they repented and the Lord delayed his judgment. But we find that as they continue uh, to go after uh, their motivations, if you will, and they began to go through the process and continue to gain power and authority, they forgot of their season of repentance. And they began to rebel and go back to the ways that they were. And they was a powerful group of people. But the people of Judah, they was overwhelmed because of all of the evil that they saw around them and the threat that was always coming to them because they, was, they, was, they had this fear that everything was going to change and they was going to be overthrown and consumed. And therefore, with this in their mind, they were saying, where's the promises of God? Meaning this, the Lord said, I will destroy them because of what they have done. So the prophet Nahum comes on the scene in this passage of scripture and he begins to give them a word of warning as well as it doesn't sound like it, but it is a word of encouragement. And I want to read through that with you this morning, beginning in chapter number one, verse number two through verse number seven. We're going to skip through these verses very quickly. If you want to stand in honor of the word, if you're able, I understand. If you're not, I understand. But the custom of this house as we stand for the honoring of the word. And notice it says that God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth wrath not for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Somebody say great in power. And he will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Verse number four, he rebuketh the sea, and he maketh it dry, and he drieth up all the rivers. Verse number five, the mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. Verse number six, who can stand before his indignation, and who can abide in the fearness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. But then verse 7, the Lord is good. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Can I read that again? The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. For a subject today, I want to focus on verse number three, however, just for a few moments. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. For a few moments today, I want to deal with the subject, the coming storm. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for its anointing. I thank you for the privilege to stand in this house today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help me and anoint me to speak, Lord, that which you have birthed in my spirit. And Lord, I pray that we would hear and we would respond according to how your Holy Spirit reveals to us in the manner that we should. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord. 
I believe this morning that the world in which we find ourselves in is very concerning. And I believe most of you under the sound of my voice would agree with that statement. Today, currently, there is a list of troubling headlines that is up on your devices or your media outlets that you follow. And many of them bring awareness and should awaken us to the time in which we find ourselves. Just a few of those troubling things this morning that we are seeing is when we begin to see the behavior that has been taken by world leaders, it should awaken us. And I understand that there is all those individuals that have agendas and ideals and things that they want to accomplish. But however, it does not take long for us to come to the understanding that where we are as a nation, it is an unsustainable path going forward. We are beginning to hear in this moment of time greater than we have heard in many years the drumbeats of war, not on one front, but on multiple fronts around the globe. We are witnessing the forming of partnerships of nations that we thought we would not see for many years. But however, in the last 25 months, we have witnessed the forming of allies and alliances that are definitely setting the stage for the great war that we read of in Ezekiel 39. We have not heard much talk about that in really, but, and I don't have the time to dive into it today like I would desire to, but however, the decisions that are being made today in this country as well as others are in direct defiance to the will of God as well as the word of God. Our leaders are operating today under a strong delusion of demonic influence. Now, this is not a political message. I am not here to promote a party or anything of that nature. But I'm going to be honest with you today. As men and women of God, we must get back to a place where we understand that our source and our strength is not in the nation's capital or any party or any man. We are in a very crucial time this morning. And I want you to hear the weight of this message today. We have right now men and women in the Libertarian Party, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, as well as great business executives, men and women of great authority, as well as not just in this nation but around the globe, that are operating under a Jezebel spirit. Now hear me. A Jezebel spirit is not just an immoral, sexual type spirit. That is part of it. However, a Jezebel spirit is this. It is a spirit of trying to control regions, places, and people that they do not have the rightful authority to control. And whether you want to accept this or not this morning, there is a great movement. We could talk about many nations, but I'm going to focus on this nation today for a few moments. There is a great movement in this nation to control you and to control me. But I'm going to stand today and tell you that they do not have the right nor the authority. For you and I that are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been bought with a price and we belong to another. And this world is not our home. I am a citizen of another land. Now I am proud to be an American today. But however, before I'm an American, I'm a child of the Most High God. I will stand and I will fight for the freedom. And I'll fight for the freedom of my children and my grandchildren. I, I support that, but please hear me. There is something greater. 
You and I must not get to the place where we get into the weeds of what the world wants us to get into. But you and I, as the church of Jesus Christ, we have a mandate upon our life. And it is to take this glorious gospel to the lost and the dying and the hurting. Can I tell you, this morning, right now, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. But we are fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities, and powers. And can I tell you, we cannot fight this war in the natural. But we have to come back to a place where we once again understand what Paul was writing. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. I'm here to tell you today, there's some strongholds getting ready to come down. There's some things getting ready to happen. There's some things that's getting ready to turn around. That's why you've been fought like you've been fought. That's why you got the, got the pressure on you that you have on you. That's why you don't understand why you feel like you feel at times because one day you're good and the next day you can't breathe. Can I tell you, it's because there is an oppressing spirit of the enemy trying everything in his power to control something that he has no control over. And I want to remind somebody this morning uh, that the shed blood of Jesus Christ uh, has brought freedom to you uh, and he that the Son sets free is free indeed. Please hear me this morning. They are under great influence of a spirit of Jezebel, but however, many of them, not all, but many of them also was walking the path of Ahab. Can I remind you that Ahab, we find in Scripture, he did more to provoke God than any king before him. And they are walking in the manner that has and is currently provoking our God. But there is something that has changed in recent weeks, recent months. Today I could stand here before you and talk to you about what I see naturally and we are no understand that it is not, uh, that it's something that has always been uh, something that we tried not to do but now we are currently seeing it done and that is this, we have always been instructed and understand the reasoning for it that you never conduct yourself in the United States of America in any way, any form that will ever bring Russia and China and Iran and others together. You never want them to see them come to an alliance but however that's what we're witnessing today day. That's not talking about what the president of Turkey is doing and Azerbaijan is doing. That's not talking about what Iran is doing and its motivation. Not not even talking about what Syria is doing. Not even talking about all what the terrorist cells are doing and how they have regained their power and their authority in Afghanistan and other places. Uh, We can't cover all of that at one setting today, but can I tell you, something that's even greater than that is something that has happened recently in our nation. I'm going to deal with that in just a moment. But also in the midst of what we're seeing is the silence of all of these other nations when it comes to the value of human life. Notice with me, something has happened, however, in recent months, and we've seen it, and we've witnessed it, and the church has mostly been silent about it, and that is this, there is an all-out attack and assault upon our children. I will say this without hesitation, and you can like me or not like me. It really doesn't matter this morning. I've been hated before. But there is still this. There's only two genders. There's male and female. The decision to go after our children in this new manner has caused a shift in the atmosphere of the heavenless. And I began to pray over this and the Lord began to put some things in my spirit on Friday as I sat at my kitchen table and I had my little grandson running around doing his thing and I was, I was working from home and, and, and I was just, I began to hear in my spirit and I, I was brought back to Psalms 127 verse number three. It says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. I'm going to tell you something. You don't touch the heritage of God. You don't touch the reward of God. And because of that, please hear me. Much like when Ahab and Jezebel touched the, the, the vineyard that belonged to Naboth. The anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And the Lord is, I believe, in this very moment of time, is releasing a prophetic voice to speak a word of warning as well as a word of judgment because of the inheritance that has been overran in this hour. I want you to hear me today. I don't have time to talk to you about all of these stories, but you can go to 1 Kings chapter 21, and you can read of the story of Naboth's vineyard. Now, most of you may be familiar with it, but for those that are not, let me just give you a very quick story concerning it. 
Naboth had inherited a vineyard. It was beside the, the, the king uh, Ahab's place. And he looked over and he saw that it was wonderful. He saw it was good in the manner that it was. And therefore he desired it, but yet he had no authority to it. So he come to Naboth and he said, sell me your vineyard and I, or I will give you the worth of it in something else. And he said, it is unlawful for me to sell off what I have been given to me by my fathers. What he was simply saying is this, it doesn't even matter if I wanted to change what I have received. It's not in my authority to change it. So it don't matter if mommy or daddy wanted a girl and got a boy. You missed that right there. You don't have the authority to change it. But Ahab says, I want it. So he goes back and he weeps and cries in front of his wife Jezebel and she begins to put a plot in motion and she falsely accuses him, takes him, has him stoned and then she comes back to Ahab and says, you can have that now. But the moment that he walked in, there was an awakening of the prophet and he said, I want you to go down to Naboth's vineyard and I want you to tell him the place where the dogs licked Naboth's blood is going to lick yours. You hear me? Let me give you this passage one more time. The Lord is slow to anger, but he's great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. I'm not here to frighten anyone today, but I am here to sound the alarm. There is a shift that is occurring in our nation the spark of revival that is currently taking place among our youth is by not accident, but by design of the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you why. It is to send a message to the enemy that they do not belong to them, nor do they belong to the kingdom of darkness. What he's simply saying is this, I am sending you an, a message, an authoritative message that, listen, these children, these young people, uh, they do not belong to you or your kingdom. He's also sending a message to the church telling you and I today that we have a responsibility to this generation. Now, what we are currently witnessing today is insanity in the highest offices of our land. From all branches of government, from all areas of business, from all areas of the healthcare industry, and unfortunately, even those that hold positions within the community called the church, we are dealing with this demonic influence. What we have witnessed up to this point has been the turbulence from the work of men in the kingdom of darkness. But now I want to stand here today and tell you that this is now going to be dealt with. And I believe this with everything that's in me. And I will hold myself accountable. And I encourage you to hold me accountable for what I'm getting ready to say the remainder of my time in front of you today. Nahum simply said, I want to tell you, first of all, just because you've not seen the promise that God has said that I'll destroy Nineveh does not mean he's not going to do it. Some of you thought you should have done seen some things happen that you have not yet seen happen. And you said, where's God? The Lord is slow to anger. But can I remind you, he's great in power. That means because he's great in power, he's great in restraint. He's great in waiting to the proper time and the right time. Meaning this, he does not allow his emotions to control his behavior. But he says, I want to remind you that not at all, meaning never, does the wicked get acquitted from that which they have done. The Lord has his way in few things, no all things. He has his way in the whirlwind. He has his way in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. There is a release of God's power that is getting ready to be released that is going to cause a major disruption. Please hear me today. He is not going to acquit the wicked. 
But the ones that you see pounding their chest today that are simply saying, oh, in just a little while, we're going to be able to do what we want with your children. And oh, by the way, we'll have the teachers in our school call and tell moms and dads, yeah, I think Johnny really needs to be Susie. They think they have a high place today, but they're getting ready to come crumbling down. I don't know what it all looks like, but I do know this. He will have his way in the whirlwind. I come simply to tell you this today, that there is a whirlwind getting ready to hit the United States of America. And I'm not talking about in weeks. I'm not talking about in months, but I'm talking about in days. I wish I could elaborate on everything I'm getting ready to share with you, but first of all, let me give you this. A whirlwind is simply this. Any of several relatively small masses of air rotating rapidly around a more or less vertical axis while advancing over land or sea. The result of such activity is dust devils, tornadoes, or water spouts. Here's what I'm want you to understand is that right now there's a lot of things going on in our nation that is spinning but it's not spinning vertical meaning it's not spinning in a true form but it's spinning angled and because of that God has allowed it to take place for some time but all of a sudden he says no longer now I'm going to begin to move in the whirlwind he said, now I'm letting things, little, little dust-ups, so to speak, things begin to spin around all of this corruption that's going on. What am I talking about in this local church, in that local church, in that local church, in that local church, in that state, in, in that state, in that community? All of a sudden began to be a moving of the wind of the Spirit. And now there's these little, little things rotating around the axis of this evil. And can I tell you, man, I feel the Spirit of the Lord while you sat there this morning. Can I tell you, while this is happening there is a whirlwind that's getting ready to go across the land and it's getting ready to create a coming storm I don't say that to frighten you this morning but I come to tell somebody that what you see right now that is worrying you and stressing you notice with me you're gonna have to trust God and know this that God's got it under control and I got to tell somebody this morning that you cannot focus on what is going on around us but we got to focus on the fact of who God is because notice with me Proverbs 10 and 25 says as the whirlwind passes, so is the wicked no more but the righteous is an everlasting foundation uh, can I read that again to you as the whirlwind passes so is the wicked no more but the righteous is an everlasting foundation uh, I believe there is a release of spiritual wind uh, that is taking place in our nation currently right now at this moment uh, that is coming uh, and not and is coming in a greater intense manner in the coming days uh, that is going to cause a whirlwind disruption. Uh, what does that mean? It means this, uh, that there's unexpected dust storms. Uh, it means that there's unexpected tornadoes. Uh, it means that there's unexpected water spouts that begin to take place uh, over the land and over the sea. Uh, what I come to tell somebody today is this, uh, is God's going to show his word mightily to his people uh, that will have eyes to see and ears to hear uh, in the coming days because God's going to tell you and show you and show me that he is not forsaken uh, but he is still present uh, so don't be disturbed by the whirlwind uh, or the effects of it uh, but know this that God uh, is about to bring a disruption uh, and this disruption this whirlwind uh, is getting ready to cause a perfect storm what do I mean by that? Let me give you the definition of storm. Notice this. A storm is a disruption of the normal condition of the atmosphere, manifesting itself by winds of unusual force or direction, often accompanied by rain, snow, hail, thunder, and lightning, or flying sand or dust. Most of us understand that definition, but maybe you don't understand that storm also has this definition. It also means a violent 
violent military assault on a fortified place or strong position or the like. I sincerely believe today that what I sense in my spirit is of the Lord or I would not be standing here before you today. But the skies are going to give testimony of what's about to take place in this land. I want you to understand that God himself is about to step down in a manner of military assault and there's some fortified places and some strong positions that's about to be dealt with says the Lord and you are going to know that it is I because can I tell you what I want you to focus on with me this morning it's not necessarily the whirlwind and not necessarily the storm but he says in his word and the clouds are the dust of his feet I'm here to tell you today that there's about to be a spiritual evidence given to the body of Christ I did not know until even last night late at night all of a sudden it gathered in my spirit and I said my daddy was on to something the last two years of his life that nobody understood and I didn't either but every time I would go out to his house and the weather was good at all and he was sitting in the doorway of his garage I said dad what are you doing today oh son I'm just watching the clouds do you know God tells us things and I understand it's heaven's billboards but he was ahead of his time and I come to tell somebody that you're about to look up in the heavenlies uh, and what my daddy was anticipating uh, we're about to see uh, and I'm going to tell you something uh, there is going to be strange things in the heavenlies uh, there's going to be astrologers uh, that say I don't understand this formation uh, I don't know what this is about uh, but it is going to give testimony uh, to the fact uh, that our God uh, has been into some fortified places uh, and some strongholds uh, and there are some things getting ready to happen uh, and I want to tell somebody this morning. Uh, Don't worry about the coming storm. Uh, Just know that you're serving a God uh, that is bigger than the storm, uh, that is able to keep you uh, and lead you and guide you through the storm. There will be witnesses in the heavenlies, for as he walks through strong fortified places, the atmosphere will change and the skies will be filled with some type of cloud formations what will give witness to his presence. Tell your neighbor, say the preacher's not crazy. Even though I may sound crazy this morning, I'm not crazy. But I gotta ask the question this morning, Nahum chapter one, verse number six, who can stand before his indignation? Who can abide in the fearness of his anger? I come to tell you, nobody can. I don't care what political party, I don't care how much uh, wealth you have, I don't care how much influence you have, I don't care what, you've, what kind of backroom deals you've made, I don't care what kind of alliances you form. I'm going to tell you something, when God begins to release the whirlwind, it begins to set the stage for the storm. Please hear me. So why in the world would I tell you that this morning is to tell you this? It's because, can I tell you, there is people that's not even sitting in the house of God today that has more discernment than many people in the house of God this morning. We're sitting in a place where we think everything is going to be like it's always been. Listen, my friend, wake up. God has always used men and women, whether it be Nahum, whether it be Isaiah, whether it be Jeremiah, whether it be Ezekiel, or whether it come to modern day history where it be men such as David Wilkerson, Kim Clement, and many others we could mention. The world thought they was crazy. Because they didn't act like everybody else. They didn't do like everybody else. But can I tell you, God always sent them when they was forerunners to give words of warning, words of instruction, to bring an awareness so that God's people would not be in a place. Can I tell you this? This is what I really believe. There is a release in the spirit realm that's taking place, I think, in the next few days that God is trying to get his people to understand that they need to have a spirit like Joseph and they need to have an anointing like John the Baptist. I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to do, but I'm here to tell you you need to operate as Joseph operated and you need to be sensitive to the anointing that John the Baptist had. Joseph understood the process of preparing. 
John the Baptist understood the process of boldness and proclamation and authority. Please hear me. I want to speak just briefly to the men in this house just for a moment. Men, it's your responsibility to make sure that your family is in a place where they can be cared for. There may come a day, quickly, where you can't go to the store and buy your gallon of milk, so what do you do? We're in a very unique place. We're in a place where we're country enough. All of us ain't as country as cornbread, but we're country enough. We'd be all right, right, to a certain degree. But not everybody is. If you have a house... A household that has children in it, little children especially. You need to make sure everything is where it needs to be for them. I don't say that out of fear. I, I don't. Listen, I'm not trying to tell you that the sky is falling. I'm just telling you that there is seasons of disruption. And when things are disrupted, you don't need to put yourself through any more added stress than what you need to. If you have a baby that's on formula, you need to have formula. Not one can. Please hear me. You don't need that added stress. God takes care of his people. But he also gives us wisdom. If you don't want to start washing out diapers, have you a few extra boxes of pampers, all right? And if not, we can teach you how to use those pens and paint them up, all right? It won't kill you to wash them out. You may have to gag a little bit, but listen, you'll get it there. You'll do it. You'll be all right. Not saying that to frighten you. Okay, understand that. But there's a there's a Joseph spirit, a prepared spirit. There's also a proclamation and a boldness spirit that we have to have where we stand in the face of adversity and still decree and declare the word of the Lord. Please hear me. But I want you to understand that for the one who puts his trust in the Lord. That's what I want to ask you this morning. Are you trusting him? For the ones that puts his trust in the Lord, notice this. Nahum writes very clearly. He says, the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. And this is where we get our peace at today. He knoweth them that trust in him. This morning, he knows you if you're trusting in him. Now, Solomon writes in Proverbs 18 and 10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. That is our recipe for whatever may come in seasons of disruption. But Jesus himself said this, I am the good shepherd in John 10, 14, and I know my sheep and I am known of mine. But David, a man that went through great opposition, in 2 Samuel 22, the first few verses of that chapter, he writes, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock in him will I trust. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Verse 7, he said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Wow. This storm that I'm speaking of today is going to bring a purging to many places in our land that will cause a shift in regions that will cause an advancement in the harvest. I do not want you to judge this word simply by the activities that happens in the United States of America, but you need to have a global perspective because there is things, I believe, even within the next 72 hours, it's going to change the whole landscape of many things going forward. I believe this with everything in me. There is such a boldness of the demonic kingdom of darkness right now that has got people believing they can do anything they will and it's getting ready to be dealt with. 
May I remind you this morning, as I get ready to close, a storm does not last forever. The word of the Lord tells us that if you know if you look at the evening sky and you see it's red, you know what the weather's going to be tomorrow. He's simply saying you have the ability to discern things. Most of us lived long enough that we've probably been through some storms that wasn't, wasn't uh, very fun to go through. I went through a few storms at 30,000 feet in the air. And that little tube they call an airplane was rocking and it was rolling everywhere. All the cussing drunk people around me, they decided to pray at that moment. That's the only good thing that happened. I had a group from returning from spring break, and I had a group of attorneys and judges on the other side, and I was back in the middle, and they was all feeling pretty good until we got into the storm, and all of a sudden, everything changed. Listen, please hear me. Does it last forever? But this cycle that we're getting ready to enter into is going to cause not the S-U-N to shine, but it's going to cause the S-O-N to shine. Please hear me. It's time for you and I to stand and awaken and be the church that God has called us to be. Paul writes in Ephesians as they come to the piano this morning. I want to leave you just with a couple of passages of scriptures. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're going to have to stand against some things. But Paul, as he was getting ready to exit this, this life, and he was making final documentation to someone that he loved dearly, young Timothy. He writes to him in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 through verse number 9. Many of you probably can quote verse number 7 by heart. He says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Here's my prayer today. Let us pray for lives to be spared from an eternity that is filled with torment and separation from God. It is not my desire or my motivation to see anyone perish. It is not my desire to stand on the sidelines and simply say, get them real good, God. Now, here's what I believe. As I just meditate and think on the things of God and talk to God like I talk to anyone else, I said, God, why now? Why this season? Here's the response that I sense that I got in my spirit. It says, I've dealt with them patiently and privately, but yet they have rebelled and refused, and therefore the time has come where judgment must be granted. I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for the mercies of God. But Paul tells us, even in the book of Romans, that after you go so long, he simply says, okay, I'll turn you over to your own devices. It's a very dangerous place to be. But can I tell you, 
when the heritage of the Lord, the inheritance of the Lord begins to be dealt with, God says, I can't wait any longer. The coming storm today, please hear me, should not frighten us, but it should propel us to a place of intercession. So innocent life is spared and will come to know who Jesus is. So what do we do in the midst of the storm? We keep lifting our hands and worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords and know this, that he is still who he says he is. Remember reading in scripture where the prophet said, I saw a wheel in a wheel. Everybody thought he's crazy. He said, I saw something spinning and spinning and spinning. Listen, there's some things getting ready to spin. But he knew what he saw. Today, I don't know what to tell you to do with this message other than to do what God tells you to do with it. But here's what I want you to understand today. There are seasons and times throughout history where God steps in and changes everything. And he's stepping in and he's changing everything. And you and I have a decision to make. And that decision, that decision cannot be made lightly. As we stand all over the house this morning, you may remember the story of a man by the name of Job. Lost everything in a matter of hours. His wife didn't understand his friends, what kind of friends they were. But all of a sudden, in the midst of everything that was going on, there began to be a whirlwind. If you read the story, and it was out of the whirlwind that the Lord spoke to Job. Out of the whirlwind, God's getting ready to speak to his people. And he's not going to speak doom and gloom to his people, but he's speaking to us in a manner that's going to give us instruction, it's going to give us revelation, and it's going to equip us to become harvesters in the field for this last day harvest, which is going to require you and I to choose how we live our lives. My challenge this morning is very simple. Will you trust Him? No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it appears to be, will you trust Him? You see, if you trust Him, that means this, you're going to have to take a real deep breath And you're going to have to take your hands off and just say, okay, God, it's yours. Because I'm telling you that in the next few days, you're going to begin to see things that's going to make your blood absolutely boil. But God's got it. Because God's orchestrating it. And God's moving it. And God is creating a whirlwind that's getting ready to give way to a perfect storm. And that storm is going to bring a purging. And I say this with all sincerity and with every fiber in me. I believe this wholeheartedly. That while we have many sins, God is not yet done with the United States of America. There is a mandate upon us. And we have to fulfill it. But we can't fulfill the mandate in the condition that we are because we are too contaminated with evil. 
And there is a purging and a cleansing that's coming to our nation. And it's going to position us and the church within it to be propelled into the nations of the world. And we're getting ready to do something greater than we've ever done in our history as a nation. I sincerely believe this with all of my heart that the United States of America is getting ready to be used in the greatest manner that it's been used to finish the great commission for the return of the Lord. The question today is, will you and I enlist in that army and stand faithful shoulder to shoulder with one another and locked arms with him? Don't allow the storm to discourage you. But know this, the storm is necessary for us to fulfill the task in front of us. So let's prepare like Joseph and let us live like John the Baptist. And let's be the church that God's called us to be. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. Oh, we love you this morning. Lord, as we stand together in your house, I did my best this morning to relay to your people what you have placed in my spirit. And Lord, I thank you for the release that I feel. But Lord, now I I place all of this in your hands and these precious people in your hands. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do what man is not able to do. Bring revelation, bring knowledge, bring boldness to your people. Help us, Lord, to respond in the manner that you would have us to respond. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy that's been extended. I thank you, Lord, for your hand of protection that's been upon us. And Lord, I'm thankful that today we have understanding in your word that you are in control of the whirlwind and the storm and that the clouds are the dust of your feet. I thank you for that revelation today. Lord, I pray that we would not hear as Israel did and choose to do nothing. But Lord, I pray that we would hear and that we would choose to respond as the Holy Spirit reveals to us how we are to respond in our lives, in our families, in our community, and in our nation. So that we can effectively impact the nations of the world with this glorious gospel. So today, Lord, we take just a few moments before we leave this house. Lord, I'm not sure where everybody is this morning that's in this house or that's watching. I'm not sure if they can say it is well with their soul today. Only they know and you know. So before we go any further, Lord, we're just going to pause and Nobody looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. You'd say, Ron, this morning I've heard your message and I don't like the storm part. I don't like the whirlwind part, but I do like the fact that I can trust in the Lord and he'll keep me. I can tell you today that's not just words, but that's truth. But maybe you're here and you never surrendered your life to the Lord or you're not where you need to be with the Lord today. Can I tell you, today's the day of salvation. I'm going to give you an opportunity today to make sure everything is well. If there's anyone in that condition today, I give you an invitation right now to step from your seat and come and join me in the front of this building. Or maybe you're under the sound of our voice today and 
you're just anxious. You're just kind of overwhelmed and seems like you just don't know. You just, just seems like things are just weighing and things are just a little too heavy. And you say, I just need some peace and I just need some assurance that everything's going to be all right. I'm going to ask you to step from your seat and come. We want to pray with you and pray for you this morning. Because the last thing we want is for anybody to walk out of this place anxious, full of uncertainty and fear. That's not our intent today. And I want you to know that you can put your faith and trust in the Lord and he's faithful. He'll keep you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll strengthen you. So if that's you this morning, if there's anybody like that in this room, I want you to come right now. I want you to come. Okay. All right. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm just going to ask you to lay your hand on your neighbor this, uh, this morning before we leave. I want you to just pray. I want you to pray for those on your right and on your left today. I want you to just take a few moments and we just want to pray and say, Lord, give them strength. Give them encouragement. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. Lord, as we stand together and we join together today, we say thank you for who you are. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. And Lord, today we lift up our hands and we lay our hands on one another and we speak words of life over them, words of health, words of strength, words of encouragement. And Lord, today I just pray that there would be no evil come nigh their dwelling. Lord, I pray that that which is meant for evil would be turned to the working of the good for them that put their faith and trust in you. And Lord, today for the situations that they're dealing with in their families, Lord, that seems to be bringing unrest to them. Lord, I pray that there would be a peace and a calm come because they know this, that you are with them. So Lord, today I speak and I pray healing. I pray for a special touch. I pray for there to be a miracle working touch come to them today. Father, today, I pray for my sister today. Lord, I pray that you just bring a peace and a rest. Lord, I pray that there would just begin to be just an overwhelmingness of your love upon her. Lord, let the lies of the enemy be dispelled. <laughs> Lord, today we expose every lie, every dark thing that would try to exalt itself. And Lord, today we speak words of life and liberty and freedom. And Lord, today we just pray that the Holy Spirit of God would overshadow her right now. Let her rest in knowing that it is well, it is well, it is well. I just hear the Lord simply telling me to tell you it is well. I've got this thing. It's going to be well. I've not forsaken you. I've not abandoned you. I know right where you are. He says, I'm bringing strength to you. I'm bringing encouragement to you. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray right now. Lord, for there just be an overwhelmingness of your love bestowed upon marriages in this room. Lord, I pray that there would just be an overwhelmingness of your love come to families in this room. Lord, we pray a hedge of protection over our children, our grandchildren. And Lord, we pray that there would just continue to be an advancing of an awakening of a reviving spirit, not just in our high schools and colleges and universities, but Father, even amongst our grade school children. Lord, I pray that you would use those that are positioned in places of authority that have put their faith and trust in you. Lord, give them a boldness to begin to enact and to walk in the manner that is pleasing to you. And Lord, today we speak life over our institutions that are in care of our children. And Lord, we pray just a hedge of protection around them and over them today. Lord, we pray for the houses of worship across our land that are feeling overwhelmed and the spirit of discouragement that is trying to come upon them. 
And Lord, I pray and I lift up every pastor, every man of God, every woman of God today that might be dealing with the spirit of discouragement. Lord, I pray that there would just be an infusion of your power and your anointing upon their lives. And Lord, today, I pray you would receive glory and honor, that you'd be lifted high. Lord, help us to be sensitive. Help us to follow the footsteps that you have laid before us. Let this house become a house where the love of God is so present. The peace of God is so present that there would begin to be just a life-altering atmosphere reign continually in this room. That men and women, when they would walk in and they would walk out, that there would be change take place because of your presence. Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Jade here. I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you again soon. We love you. So does God.